I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology podcast with me, Nate Langson. And me, Kate Langson. And thanks to patrons including Alex Waddell, Steve Norton, Matthew Riley, Peco Fernandez, Colin Lawrence, Josephine Tolland, all of whom are supporting us with many others directly and getting access to our weekly sister show, Extra Message, and the full ad-free longer version of our main show, of course, by going to patreon.com forward slash UK tech. Thank you, patrons. Now, last week, Kate, uh, I mean, firstly, Kate, welcome to your first episode doing your own intro. Thank you. You did very well, I think. Thank you very much. Um, we, uh, we got lots of feedback to that end as well last week that you did very well. Thank uh, you. I think we had more email from last week's show than any previous episode we've ever had. Really? Yep. That's nice. I think so, yep. Um, So you're back again. And um, one of the pieces of feedback has prompted the first section of this week's show. We're going to continue the discussion around the emoji because it really did provoke a lot of opinions. We had this come in from Mel who said, I've seen a fair amount of wailing about the decision to not have a period pants emoji, but I don't remember anyone mentioning the official reason for rejecting the pants in favour of the blood drop. Did the Unicode consortium actually give a desirable reason, or are people just complaining about conclusions they've jumped to? Well, I wrote to Plan International, and um, they were the organisation that had really pioneered the blood drop emoji and had proposed the period pants um, to try and find out actually what the real reason was. And we got an email back from Rosie Benson. uh, And Rosie wrote back uh, from the press office at Plan International to say, great to hear that you've had interest in this from listeners. Unicode didn't provide us with a clear reason for rejecting the period pants. However, we believe it may have been partly down to the fact that they prefer multi-use emojis. The pants may have been too obviously a period emoji, whereas the blood drop is slightly more ambiguous and in fact Mel did sort of correctly preempt what the reason might have been in her original email because she added perhaps also of note is that another emoji added to the added at the same time as the blood drop was briefs Uh, so maybe in the future it could be briefs plus blood drop equals period pants and that seems to be exactly what uh, Plan International had determined from Uh, their conversations with uh, the Unicode Consortium. So thank you, Mel, and thank you, Rosie, for for prompting that discussion. Uh, We also had an interesting note from Raphael, who said, I just wanted to comment on the emoji discussion, and the peach is used to represent the female genitals. It's even forbidden in China now to use this emoji. And then one other thing that we that that uh, was flagged to us as well, uh, this was on Twitter from at ItsecJ, um, who said, even the unofficial emoticons are now being removed. Um, and this leads us into the story that we wanted to start with, really, which is that Facebook uh, and Instagram in an effort to protect women from harassment online, have banned the sexual use of emoji. This is according to a story that uh, the tweeter here flagged to us on The Daily Dot. Um, 
Facebook, which owns Instagram, of course, recently updated its community standards in an attempt to prevent sexual harassment, Daily.Writes. Under the new guidelines, using, quote, commonly sexual emoji can be considered sexual solicitation and could result in the removal of a user's account. However, Facebook standards do specify that the emoji must be used with a, quote, sexual offer or ask to be considered a violation. So I read through these new community standards. Mm. Um, don't envy me too much. Mm. And I picked out a section that directly relates to this. Um, so to really be to be facing a ban, perhaps, or, or to be accused of violating um, the rules here, the content must meet the both of the following criteria. Content that is implicitly or indirectly um, offering or asking for nude imagery, sex or sexual partners, or sex chat conversations, um, and content that makes the aforementioned offer or ask using one of the following sexually suggestive elements, which includes contextually specific and commonly sexual emojis or emoji strings, uh, or regional sexualized slang, and a whole bunch of mentions of things like fetish scenarios and states of arousal and and stuff like that. Um, well, thank you to everyone for writing in and provoking uh, an interesting discussion around this. Obviously, more welcome. Hello at UKTechShow.com. Uh, let's move into our first main news item of the week. First Vet, the Swedish startup that provides pet owners with on-demand video consultations with local qualified veterinarians, has closed 18.5 million euros of new funding, according to TechCrunch, led by a London-based venture capital group, Omer's Ventures. Now, funding of businesses and any Anything to do with VC or private equity is very much something I keep confined in a box marked Bloomberg where I work. But there's plenty for us to discuss here, not least, how does a remote consultation service for vets work? The company's active in the UK already and across the five total countries it's in has about 200,000 registered users, it says, and 150 licensed vets on the platform. This all still according to the TechCrunch article. Now, on the face of it, First Vet is basically Babylon or Push Doctor or whatever for, but for animals. So there's plenty of precedent already, I think, that... Um, th to believe that this is the kind of platform that can be appealing to people at least but where the likes of babylon can have a doctor ask to take a look at um to take a look at that totally probably nothing red itchy thing on your scrotum it's harder it's a lot harder to ask the owner of a labradoodle to accurately describe their pet's symptoms right so we're in luck here because kate's a student veterinary nurse and spends every day working with sick animals and vets um i suppose the closest comparison to a service like this is someone calling you up and asking why their cat's acting funny right the difference with a human doctor you phone in a human doctor or phone in babylon or push doctor or whatever is that you are experiencing symptoms and you can describe them presumably quite accurately but with an animal people obviously don't understand what is happening because it's not them and they also can anthropomorphize for example dogs and cats and rabbits hide pain very well and they will continue to eat and to walk around and to wag their tails even when they're incredibly ill and in huge amounts of pain so they will potentially ignore symptoms because oh well, he's still eating so he must be fine and then a month goes by and you know they say well he's been eating so I didn't worry about it but actually 
they really should have done that. If it was them, they would have felt the pain mm-hmm. and they would have called the doctor. It's hard enough for people to explain the problem with the animal even in person when the animal's there mm. oh, I to see. do it over video chat. So Because you're having to get them to like hold their... Because f- like I went on the app. So initially, I'll tell you my thoughts. So initially I thought, this is a terrible idea. How are you going to do a vet consult over Skype? Vet can't do anything. They can't look at the animal. They can't examine it. They can't, you know, look down its ears. They can't look in its mouth. The owner only knows so much. How is this going to work? And then I read more about it, and it seems like it's meant to be more of um, an NHS direct type thing, Mm. where it's a first port of call, and then they say, okay, this is an emergency. Go to your vet. Okay, this isn't an emergency. Maybe go to your vet next week. Mm-hmm. but having read the app and like they've got this bit on the app of like all potential symptoms which basically lists every symptom an animal could possibly have blood in poo yeah tail like not wagging gastrointestinal vomiting stiff, diarrhea cold. limping you did make a comment then about about it being complementary to physical surgeries and that's definitely the way that first vet is positioning itself like it's it's that first port of call for immediate advice rather than guidance on performing surgery at home perhaps yeah i mean yeah so i've just got the list up now like if someone phoned up with any of these diarrhea vomiting inappetent eaten something inappropriate poisoning chocolate poisoning grape poisoning Inflamed ears, abscess, lumps, eyes, watery eyes, mouth and teeth problems. And they escalate to respiratory distress and, like, urinary problems. These are all things that you need to go to a vet and get medication. These guys, first vet, they can't prescribe medication. Mm -hmm. You need medication for almost all of these things. So their little disclaimer on all of this saying, we can't prescribe medications, but if you call us, we can advise you and we can tell you if you need to go to the vet. They're just going to say, go to the vet. So I don't really know why you'd pay £20 for this when you can call the vet Mm -hmm. for free and speak to a receptionist or a nurse and they will tell you the same thing for nothing. So if you phone my vet and say, hey, my dog's... Stiff. My cat's not been to the toilet for two days. I'm going to say, come straight down, your cat's going to die. Mm-hmm. Or my dog, my German shepherd's got a bloated stomach and he's collapsed. And I'm going to say, come straight down, your dog's going to die. Or if you say, my dog's been vomiting for four days, I'm going to say, yeah, you need to come in today. Mm-hmm. Stephen Huxtable in the live chat makes an interesting point that stress of taking an animal to the vet could be a reason to do this because it is quite stressful for some animals to be put into a box and taken in a car and driven to a surgery and being poked and get the finger up the bum um, examination like that can be stressful and maybe if if there is something that's not super super serious maybe it's maybe it's like a lump maybe they've got something stuck in them from a walk you know our dog has had all kinds of things stuck in him bums or otherwise and those are sorts of things he that you had could... a thorn stuck in his face yes i exactly. pulled it out yeah thorn in face maybe you could point the camera at the thorn and say the thorn is stuck in my dog's face what do i do maybe they'll say pull the thorn out but that seems like a viable I thing mean... to do and it would stop him having the stress yes. of having to go to a vet 
I mean, yes. I'm not getting you to defend your profession. I'm just you saying. You are a little bit. I'm not. I'm just. I just want to make sure that we're being fair. That there's that I can think of a, a couple. Of, you know, a few uses. I'm trying to think of things. Things that typically come down, and aren't emergencies, and end up going home without anything. Mm-hmm. They are things that on the phone sound serious so my dog's been limping it won't put any weight on its leg so you say okay come down you it could be broken it could have cruciate rupture cruciate ligament rupture it may just be a muscle thing but you don't know Mm. because the owner doesn't know if it's broken because they're not a vet so you have to tell them to come in yeah because how is someone on Skype going to tell if that's broken or if it's just a muscle strain? Mm-hmm. Or a lump is a good example. You say, oh, if it's just a lump. You don't know what a lump is until you've put a needle in it and sucked some cells out and sent that away to a lab. As Stephen rightly points out in the chat, I am just playing devil's advocate. There's, <laughs> And I mean, I'm taught as a nurse, any kind of pregnant... If an animal is pregnant and it's in any way distressed or there looks like there's any problem, it's an emergency and it needs to see a vet. But anyway, and when it said something like, oh, the owner should make sure that they have a a thermometer and we may ask you to take your animal's temperature. Like how many people realistically are going to, A, have a rectal thermometer at home? We do. We have one because I'm a nurse and I use it at work. On the animals. <laughs> On the animals. Yeah. And B, if they happen to have one that they use, for, like, under the tongue, it's the same thing for yeah. people. If they want to put that in their animal's bum, are they actually going to be happy to do that, holding the animal? Are they going to have two people there? Like, how is that animal going to react to the, its owner doing that? Like, realistically, to me, the amount of people when I've done a temperature in a nurse clinic and the owner's gone oh my god you're putting it up its bum like absolutely horrified that we're not doing like a temperature from its mouth like how he's like it's just baffles me that any of this is going to work yeah i mean i wouldn't trust myself and... to put a temperature at my own ass so i'm certainly not going to stick it up bruce <laughs> but you don't need to you can do it from your mouth because you're a person <laughs> it's good to have a choice the thing i think that might be useful for is those people who go on google and random forums and get advice from neighbors and questionable people who come in and say oh well my friend's cousin said that i should use lavender oil because that cures cancer Mm -hmm. like it's probably good for that because at least they're talking to a real vet who's gonna say no you need to go to the vet Mm -hmm. rather than yeah lavender oil kills tapeworms or whatever does lavender but oil kill tapeworms no okay what kills tapeworms medicine okay <laughs> uh tapeworm tablets. Um, but i'd be very interested to know if anybody has had any experience doing anything like this um hello at uktechshow.com <laughs> It 
It's time to talk geese. Honk. Thank you. Didn't even prompt you. I mean, I pointed my finger at you, but I didn't say honk. I was ready. And it doesn't say say honk in the script. Honk. Honk in the script. Um, We've been playing Untitled Goose Game this week. Um, For two... uh, Honk. In two very different places. We wanted to talk about it because we like it don't we it's really fun it's really fun now for those of you who are not familiar with the sensation that has been taking over the world this is a game in which you play a very naughty goose who goes around a very lovely town causing all kinds of mischief honking stealing things uh getting flapping his wings flapping his wings doing all kinds of things and it's a wonderfully fun game it's on pc and mac and Nintendo Switch. It's sadly not on iOS yet, which I think is a, a massive missed opportunity because it's absolute mobile gold. Uh, but it is only on those platforms for, for the time being. And I've loved playing this. It's one of those games that is really, really, really fun to play with two people. I, I think it's far more fun to play with another person at least than on your own. Yeah, it's really nice. It's like, it's like puzzles, but... It doesn't feel like puzzles. So you've got one person going, oh, maybe do this, maybe do this. And the other person yeah. moving the goose around. It's so th- really fun. There was, one, there was one example where one of the tasks you had to do was to get this old little old man to fall on his ass. Uh, he, <laughs> he was playing darts. And we were trying to figure it out. And then I realised that in one of his like rotations that he you know moves around this little bit of grass as like he sits on the stool so why don't you sit behind the stool and when he looks like he's about to sit down pull the stool out from under him and kate went oh that's a great idea yeah and we did that and that was exactly it it was good yeah Uh, because there was another man who you could pull his shoelaces and untie his shoes and the the task was make the old man fall on his bum so I thought, oh, I must have to like do something with his shoelaces. But it was a completely different man and a completely different puzzle, and it was it was fun to work it out. Together. Yeah, um, there was what are, another thing that I really like about the game is that the, I mean the graphics are very simple. You know, they're very cartoony graphics, um, which actually makes it quite fun and relaxing to watch remotely, because it's not you know it's not like tons and tons of stuff going on all at once on the screen and there was one evening a few days ago where I went to stay at somebody else's house because I was working very very late and I was in a taxi and Kate and I had planned on playing Untitled Goose Game when we got home I obviously wasn't going home so instead I pulled out my iPad and fired up the remote desktop and we had her I was with Kate on FaceTime while she was playing the game at home basically live streaming the game for me and we were talking about the puzzles as we were going. I was in the taxi and then we played it when I got to Lexi's house and, and was there. She wasn't there, I wasn't being antisocial. When you honk at him, see if he if he um you can honk the harmonica. Oh, maybe if I play the harmonica to them, they'll give me a flower. Oh, maybe. <laughs> oh, they're telling me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's it's one of those few games I think where you can really you can do that with two people and you can feel a bit of a bit of togetherness. Um, it was nice because it was simple. 
Yeah. It was simple, wasn't it? I like simple games. Now, um, now in the in the chat, um, Luke has asked us, yeah, is it by the same people as Goat Simulator? It isn't the same people as Goat Simulator. However... Goat Simulator is stupid. I've also recently been playing Goat Simulator. Stupid. It's... This is the thing. I don't understand why you don't like goat simulator. Because there's no purpose to goat simulator. It's hilarious. There's no there's no story or there's nothing to do. You're there's just... no story when you're a kid in a sandbox. You're just yeah. having fun throwing shit around. Yeah, but you're 35. Yeah, and I'm 34, thank you very much. I, I don't... I just don't see the point of it. Mm. It's just too silly and it's not wholesome. No. The goose game is wholesome... And delightful. It is wholesome. Which you can't say about Goat Simulator. You can't say that about Goat Simulator. I would say it is wholesome, but I'm not... You, you implied that the Untitled Goose Game is is not silly. <laughs> it's silly. What part of steal the old man's sandwich and trap the child in the phone booth isn't but it's silly? It's just the way the way it's animated. Honk. It's so, it's so lovely. It's, it's like, true. You you have to. There's a shop that's like almost like a market stall on the street, oh. and there's a lady. You go in the shop, and you're not really doing anything. You're just sort of like pitter pattering around. Mm. And she gets a broom and she shoes you out. But then one of the tasks is break the broom. So you grab onto the broom, and she's trying to shoe you. And the end comes off the broom, and then she just sort of looks at you, and then just sort of waves the stick at you and it's just really lovely and even the the boy you trap him in the phone box and then once you've done that he comes out the phone box and he's just piddling about going oh kicking the ball around it's just really lovely i don't know why there are two things it's i mean i'll put a bit of sound from the game underneath this as we're talking so you can hear the lovely little pitter patter of the goose's feet on on the ground it's a very relaxing ambience that's in the game it's it's lovely to to listen to um and um the uh, but but what what we can't include in this in the show cuz it's audio is the visuals of the goose's little waddle which it's is i think so what you're getting cute. getting at it's worth looking that up on youtube and just looking at how he how he waddles waddles around there's also like the all the everything's just nice the lady you have to go in this lady's garden and she's just got this lovely garden full of ornaments that you then destroy. And then you just chuck stuff around and rip it apart. But then if you have to steal stuff from his, her neighbour, who's obviously a grumpy dick, because mm. he keeps throwing things into her garden. You steal his pipe and his hat and his... Um, Shoes. Glasses and his slippers. And you give them to the lady. And then she dresses up her statue with them. And it's just really lovely. I don't know why... It, just captures my imagination in a way that most games don't but i'm very you fussy like that you compared so. it to a uh, a more goosed up broken sword i did puzzles i like puzzles it's like physical visual puzzles yeah because i don't like endless games i think i've said this before i don't like endless games where yeah. you sit and you play forever and there's no end and it's just a time waster. I like games that have a story and they have a beginning and end. And I like puzzles. So Broken Sword is one of my favourite games because there's a story and there's puzzles. And they're really hard puzzles. Mm. 
and this is like that but it's simpler the game that i'm still very surprised that you've never played is portal because it's i mean it ticks all of your boxes it's puzzles Mm. it's fun it's sort of got a story but it's but it definitely has a beginning middle and end it's sci-fi it's got weird laser things in it it's got a woman computer who is witty and hilarious it's common misconception about me is that i love sci-fi it's not that i I think you love sci-fi no you just love star trek voyager yeah and all the marvel stuff and I don't love Marvel stuff. Mm, okay. That's not sci-fi. That's comic books. I, I okay. I'm I'm pretty sure. I think <laughs> our good friend Tom Merritt will have something to say about whether Marvel qualifies as sci-fi. It's not sci-fi. You should listen to his Sword and Laser podcast he does with Veronica. It's very good. I mean, you actually really should listen to that yes. more so okay. than me, because you read a lot of those books. If any of you have been playing Untitled Goose Game, do of course let us know. We'd love to listen to your honk honks and feedbacks uh, you can send them to hello at uktechshow.com um, subject line honk Well, text message keeps you informed about the British tech landscape. But let's check in with our friends, our good friends, Tom Merritt, Daily Tech News Show in the US. And here's what's, here what's been happening in the wider world of technology over the last week. It's been a busy week, Tom. Honk. This week on Daily Tech News Show, we have the scoop on Adobe's big announcements like Photoshop for the iPad, Microsoft's big announcements like an Office app for Android and iOS. Patrick Norton gives us tips on how to use mobile internet for your only internet, especially good when you're in a camper van. We talk about why Facebook's leaked emails may be the worst thing the company's been found to do yet, discuss the significance of former Twitter employees being accused of being spies for Saudi Arabia, and talk about whether there are too many operating system updates these days. Do we need all these new features that often? All that and much more at dailytechnewsshow.com. He crammed lots in there. It's been a very busy week over on DTNS. Um, thank you very much, Tom. Has he been playing Untitled Goose Game? I don't know if Tom's been playing Untitled Goose Game. He certainly should. And if he hasn't, then maybe we should do some kind of a co-stream and play it together. We could do it for our rele- our, our, our respective communities. It'd be quite good. We'll call it Untitled Podcast Goose. I think people would watch me and you play it probably with our people will watch any chat anything they would people are stupid people like <laughs> listen to cold play for those of you who are subscribed to our extra message tier on patreon you will get the or will have already in fact had my review of some of the new apple tv plus shows including C and For All Mankind, which I love, and The Morning Show, which I'm really enjoying. And that's out now if you are subscribed to that level. And thank you very much to people if uh, if you are at that level. If not, get it and you get access to the last 19 episodes of Extra Messages that we have done. We've been getting very good feedback uh, for those. So thank you to everyone supporting us there. Thank you, Kate, for joining us. Thank you, Nate, Beca- for having me. Because you did the intro... That means that you are an actual co-host and that means Aww. you don't get to plug anything. Oh. But you can plug your book again if you want. Buy my book. Fox of Richmond Park. The Fox of Richmond Park. Yep. It's about a fox. It's about a fox. He has an adventure in London. It's not a children's book. 
Are there any geese in it? Yes. There is a goose, isn't there? There are several geese. There are some geese. Yeah. I have honestly not read it in a while, but there are geese. It's on Amazon, I think, as well. There's no audiobook, though, which is a shame. Um, you should tell the publishers to do an audiobook. And I, I could... You I could... record me one. Yeah. Well, if they pay me. Um, anyway, that's enough from us. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you for um, everyone in Discord for listening honk. live. We'll see you, honk, in another week. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.